Welcome to the Inside Out Theory with Christy Lee Manning, a podcast for the performing artists. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Inside Out Theory. Today's episode is sponsored by House of Jazz Artist Development Program, a four-week program in London, UK, where we train your trilogy, mind, body, and soul. I truly believe it's just as important for artists to train their mindset as much as we train physically and creatively. So whether you are a new graduate or a professional artist looking to re-spark their career, we encourage you to join us as we open your mind, challenge your body, and inspire your soul. This program only happens twice a year, and it is truly life-changing. For more information, please visit houseofjazzcompany.com. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. Um, This episode is about me discovering how I had a extreme shift in my default mindset and how I discover how I got there. Um, I basically have realized that spending a lot of time in solitude has actually made a shift in my unconscious thought patterns and therefore my, let's say, subconscious mindset, um, which I just found absolutely fascinating. And in this episode, I speak about my discovery and how I believe to have gotten there in the shift of my mindset um, and how I truly believe that spending time in solitude, especially during this time, has been immensely healing. I now feel like I am myself again and I feel more connected to myself. And most importantly, I feel like I am myself despite what the world has been telling me to be. I feel like I'm me again. I feel like I've put down so much expectations, external validation, um, voices in my head, triggering comparison um, and how much of our, I've realized how much of our, our industry and the, as much as I am so grateful for all of the experiences that I have in regards to being a professional artist, but a lot of the experiences and atmospheres that I put myself into as much as I truly consciously choose positive atmospheres as much as I can, even then they can be a trigger for comparison and they can be a trigger for that unconscious mindset to kind of rear its ugly head and come in and, and wake your ego up and tell you all these things about yourself that are other people's insecurities that are not true about you. And so spending all this time alone has truly reset my mind. It is absolutely phenomenal. And I've had a completely I've had a complete shift in thought patterns. And I saw something the other day that I wanted to share with you guys in regards to things to know about your thoughts. We are not our thoughts. We are the person experiencing our thoughts. Thoughts are practiced neurological firings that happen unconsciously. And this is the thing that shifted in my mind. I had a it's, I'm very excited for you to listen to this episode as much as I ramble on and on and find so many different avenues to speak about it. <laughs> but I had a shift in my unconscious mindset. The first thought that popped into my head 
was not the usual default setting that I am used to experiencing. And it was unbelievable. The more thoughts are practiced, the more they are repeated. These are called thought patterns. So if you find yourself thinking very similar things or even the exact same things over and over again, it's the, it's, it's when you give it energy, it becomes stronger. And I, I, you know what, I'm going to be so cheesy and I'm going to bring up a Beyonce quote because it's great. And she said, confidence is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets, but it's the same for our, for our default negative thought patterns, thought patterns become core beliefs. So the more you think about it, the more you believe it to be true. But unfortunately those thoughts were given to you, not as beliefs first, they were given to you from external sources, from other people's bullshit. Let's just call it the way it is. And they have now become your beliefs. This is the thing that makes me so upset and I'm why I'm so passionate about speaking about everything I speak about. Because somebody once asked me, or maybe I read it somewhere, they said, pay attention to what makes you sad because it tells you a lot about who you are, what you wanna do with your time on this earth and and where you've come from and where you want to go. And I remember thinking, what makes me sad? So many things make me sad, but the thing that unanimously, the loudest thought in my head, thought, (laughs) um, was the thing that makes me the saddest in the world is people living a half-life, settling, being half alive, maybe even just existing, because of other people's bullshit that they've put that that have been put on them and they are now carrying them around as if they are core beliefs, they are truths about who they are. That makes me so sad. To sum that up a little bit better, it makes me so sad to see people not being their fullest, brightest, boldest, bravest, truest versions of themselves because of other people's pain. That's better. That makes me so sad. And we have not been taught how to navigate our pain. And so many entrepreneurs and mindset leaders have, um, and identify with, with different kind of titles, you know, Brene Brown likes to think of herself as a thought leader. That is brilliant. I have resonated with that even more. So I want to be a pain navigator for this world because pain is inevitable, but suffering is not. And we create so much unnecessary suffering for ourselves. And this is going to be another episode because I realized over this period of time in this pandemic, in, in quarantine and lockdown, how much I needlessly create suffering for myself. So we will speak about that. But we're not taught how to deal with our pain and navigate through our pain. And so much of the suffering comes from us believing other people's bullshit. And it makes me so sad. I just want to I want to wake everybody up and put, have everyone put down everyone else's pain so they can be free to be themselves. That is my goal. So let me finish this. The last thing I wanted to share was core beliefs are beliefs about self others and the world that drives behaviors. So there we go. So enjoy today's episode. Um, the, (laughs) the recording quality is not perfect. I feel like I must've been looking all around the room, but I wanted to share it with you because it's authentic. 
the information is there. I definitely go on a ramble about comparison in regards to education because I'm always finding different ways to to, to, to discuss things and, and being inspired by one thought to the next thought. So enjoy my journey. I hope you learned something and thank you for tuning in. Hello everybody. Welcome to the Inside Out Theory. My name is Christy Lee Manning and it is so good to be back speaking to you guys. Hello. It's been two months since I have recorded and um, shared, published a an episode, and it's so good to be speaking to you again. Hi, wherever you are, on the train, on the tube, in your home, hello, 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 hello. Um, I have gone from feeling like I have nothing to speak about to feeling like I have I, so much to speak about. I'm overflowing, so that's that's always an exciting place to be. Even more exciting to try to to decide where I where I begin. It's been an interesting few months, I feel like I said that I have had nothing to share or speak about, but I, I don't believe that to be true. I feel what it really was, was I don't have space. I don't have space in my current day, in my current reality, in my world right now. Uh, I don't have, I don't have the capacity possibly even to share right now. Um, but that capacity has come back and I've definitely, I've definitely tried to this is a this is a challenge for me for sure to try and and speak about something just for the sake of speaking about it. That's also been quite challenging. And so I've definitely recorded podcasts that I haven't shared because they were forced. Which is interesting because at first I thought it was possibly resistance, but it, there was something about it that just felt so, so inauthentic. I love how present um, this practice of, of sharing um, makes me. And I think that's part of the magic. And so it's one of those things. It's interesting because I apply, I apply so much of um, my definition of professionalism to this going, okay, well, even if you don't feel like it, even if you feel like you don't have anything to speak about, you still need to sit down and do the work. It's like somebody writing a book. You, you know, you can't always wait for inspiration to hit you. You got to sit down and, and do the work and put in the work every single day. Um, that's part of being a professional. At least that's my definition of being a professional. Um, but I feel as though maybe I can apply that to this work in different ways because there's nothing worse than putting out something that you're not proud of as well. So everything is um, just a work in progress, isn't it? I think I want to speak about self-recovery today. I don't know if that's necessarily the right terminology I want to use, but I mean, right is used loosely. It's my terminology. I'm going to speak about, so I'm going to call it self-recovery today because here's the story. So I was lying in bed last night and I had a thought and it was something along the lines of, well, of course you're good at that. I can't remember what that was. It was dancing or performing or, or speaking or teaching. It was something. And I caught it. 
because I went, hold on a second. That's not usually my default, especially when it's on that subject. In fact, usually my default is the opposite. You can't do that. And I have to often search and fight to find and then truly believe, well, of course you can do that. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't even, you can do it. It was, <laughs> of course you can do that. It was like a no brainer. And it was just like the strangest feeling. It was a wonderful feeling, but I definitely, it was definitely out of the norm. It was so out of the norm for me that I went, whoa, that came extremely easily. That usually doesn't happen. This is fucking cool. Why did, <laughs> why did it happen? I'm laughing because of course I, I hear it. I take it on. I appreciate it. But then I go, why? I feel like that's such a classic Christy Manning thing to do. Okay, that's great. But why? Why did it happen? Let's go deeper. Let's think about it. And I think, I mean, I've spoken so much about how much all of this, of any topic, fascinates me. How we think, why we think, the way we do. And I just thought it was so cool that it was, I was so unprepared for that thought to hit me. And I was so unprepared for it to come so easily. It wasn't a fight. I was like, hold on here. And then immediately after that, when I kind of questioned it, I had in my head, like a vision, um, when you're watching an old movie and the movie shows you a, a kind of scene of another movie per se, where they kind of flash forward through the, the, the screenshots. And it was like, really like fast motion, like fast forward to this thought, which was, I feel as though I have self recovered so much of who I am and what I can really do because I've been so isolated away from other people. And that was my first thought. And it was also quite involuntary and I haven't spoken about it yet. So we're, we're doing this together. And I kind of thought about it because I was like, okay, well, I haven't, I haven't really, I've definitely changed my social media in regards to what I can see and what I cannot see. I will say that, but I'm definitely still on there. I haven't had a break that I would say was enough to feel like it rebirthed. I haven't had a break. I haven't, I don't go on it very often, but there's been no change in the consistency. So I don't think that's what it is. And I mean, regardless, that's not what came up anyways. Listen to the intuition. The intuition was you haven't been around people. You haven't been in the environment that I think makes you question who you are and what you can really do. That was the second involuntary thought. I was like, oh, okay. And so I don't think it was necessarily any one person or any number of people per se, but I think the answer is to be able to put it into words. I think I've been very, um, choosy. I would love a better word for that. And I know half of you are thinking it and trying to tell me what it is. 
It's not specific. Is it specific? I've been quite specific. Maybe it is about who I have chosen to spend time with. And I will also say it's not only that, the number of people that is, is also very small. Like, I'm not saying I have been teaching. I did get to teach a bit while I was in Canada before I came home. I am now back in the UK, which is very exciting. I'm home. I live alone, which is also, I think, a huge game changer for me personally. I don't know if that pertains. It possibly definitely supports. It possibly definitely. (laughs) I am sure it supports this kind of feeling of self-recovery because I'm in my own bubble and I'm happy here. And I don't have a lot of outside influences per se. But again, like I said, there's always social media and all that stuff. But um, I've been very specific about who I'm spending time with. Those people, not only have I chosen them specifically, but I've chosen very few. And I think that is also a huge factor in how I'm feeling. And I think I think just being away, so I don't want to say I've been away from the industry, but we have been away from the industry in the sense that, you know, I don't know if, I don't know who's listening, but I do feel like a lot of us went into kind of let's salvage as much as we can while we're in this situation. And then, you know, let's be creative on how we can still make an income. And so I know at least at the beginning, there was a lot of time spent on social media with Instagram live classes and all that stuff. I just, again, I'm so incredibly proud and honored to be part of such an incredible, ruthlessly um, resilient community. We really do. Dancers just know how to come come together and get through anything. It is phenomenal. Um, but I haven't been to a class in person yet. I think that is a huge game changer. I really think the absence of not going to auditions, self-tapes, I guess, are something different but not being at an audition, not being in a room with that particular energy, which is funny because the classes I go to, I also choose very specifically. And the atmosphere is always fantastic, unless potentially I'm trying somebody new and it turns out maybe not. But the few classes that I attend and want to go to and am and, um, you know, um, driven to, are fantastic. I love the energy. I thrive. I have a great time. I learn. I work hard. I'm challenged. And so I find it interesting that even though I don't necessarily think I want to label that experience as negative, yet for some reason, the absence of being there has helped me recover myself and recover my sense of self-worth, my ability, my feeling of true identity, um, my confidence, my belief in myself. I mean, a lot of these are, are really meaning the same thing, but 
I don't know. I don't know if anyone else is feeling that same way, possibly maybe because I was in another country for so long. So I it was even more secluded. But even now being back, I'm sure there are other factors as well. But I feel like I I'm just so amazed. Am I amazed? I'm I'm amazed and and wonderfully surprised to note how much being a part of our industry can really disconnect us from ourselves. And if we let it, and I don't even think we realize it's happening to us because I don't think I realized that that's what it was. That was maybe, I don't feel like I realized any of this was happening until now, until I feel like, oh, I feel like myself. I feel like my head's clear. I feel like I know what I can do. I feel like there's way less questioning. I feel like Christy knows who she is, what she can do. It's a no brainer. It's not like there's no self-doubt, but there's very little. It feels amazing. And I think it's because I don't have so many external voices throwing their opinions on me without me even asking them. Here's another thing. That that's another thing is why do pe- why is there so many I'm sure if by asking this question I do actually know the answer. So maybe I'm not going to ask the question. I'm going to say instead I'm going to flip it. I'm going to speak to my people. And by my people is anyone who understands my intention and and of what I'm about to say. <laughs> Let's challenge ourselves to lead by example. So instead of me coming on here and going, why do people do this? You shouldn't do that. It's annoying. I'm going to go ahead and say, why don't we, us, recognize that that n- not everyone needs our opinion? And maybe let's try not giving our opinion unless it's asked for. Let's do that. That's I'm going to make that a challenge. I'm going to try and make that a habit. So 21 days. It takes 21 days apparently to make a habit. So let's put that into practice. I'm not going to give my opinion unless somebody asks me for it because it's so much more important for them to make an opinion of their own. I feel like we need, we could stand and benefit to be teaching one another to rely on ourselves, ourselves so much more than relying on other people. And I feel like our community, there is so much subconscious teaching of relying on other people. You need so many other things from so many other people in order to succeed. And it's just a load of shit. Of course we need connection. We need, there are a lot of things that we need from other people, but the underlying kind of subconscious less wow subconscious lesson that's being taught is 
to rely on other people. And there's no one teaching us how to rely and trust ourselves because we're so fucking disconnected from ourselves. And we're taught there's so much comparison. There's so much, um, there's no better word right now, comparison. And I had a thought the other day. There, mm, how can I put this into words? Anyone that teaches anybody else that comparison is a good, I'm going to say this and I'm going to find a better way to say it. Anyone that's teaching you that comparison is a good teaching tool or that comparison is a good motivator. Oh, that's even better. If anyone is trying to teach you that comparison is a good motivator, slap them in the face. Don't do that. Don't touch other people. But especially right now, oh, that's not funny. Um, if anyone is trying to teach you that comparison is a good motivator or a good inspiration or a good teaching tool, anything like that, I want you to challenge that thought. Don't hit them. I want you to, ch instead of instead of lashing out, instead of getting angry, instead of using your emotions, I want you to challenge it in your own brain by going, is it comparison that motivates me or is it inspiration? When I'm comparing myself to somebody else, it does nothing but make me feel like shit. Absolutely nothing. All it does is make me feel like a failure, like I've lost, like it's too late, my energy zapped, my, motiva my motivation is gone. You couldn't get rid of my motivation faster than me comparing myself to somebody else. It is the quickest way for me to lose all motivation. But when I'm inspired by somebody, that's what gets me up. That's what gets me going. That's what makes me do my trilogy of sit-ups, Mr. Stuart Winter. That's what makes me, you know, want to do more and be more and be better, but be me better. Be a better me, not try and outrun you. When I try and outdo somebody else or feel like I need to better someone else or be as good as someone else, I'm instantly deflated. It's a, it's a lost cause. It's a losing battle battle. And of course it is because I think, you know, that it's an impossible feat. I think we all know this, which is why it's so deflating, but when you're inspired by someone, the inspiration is different because comparison sucks you away, further away from yourself. But inspiration brings you closer to yourself. So comparison is making it about the other person. Inspiration is making it about you. That's what we want. Inside out, not outside in, right? So comparison, no. Comparison never helps. It's never beneficial. It's never going to help you get anywhere. It is It is 100% mm, it is not a beneficial tool or practice for anyone to try to, to, it's not, there's no benefits to comparison, but inspiration that comes back to you. That changes the focus from the other person. The focus in comparison is on the other person, but the focus in on inspiration is on you. That's the big difference. That is the big difference. And so that is what you want. When I, I, 
I I don't know if anybody, this might be totally Canadian, but I got totally sucked in. Sucked in makes it sound negative. I was so taken by the last dance with Michael Jordan. I don't know if anybody in the UK watches basketball. I feel like it's a very North American thing. I'm an 80s child. I grew up with Michael Jordan. That might also help. But he, that I am so inspired by him and his work ethic and his mentality, his mental strength is phenomenal. And it inspires me so much for me because then I go, when I'm inspired, my inner thought is I want to be, is it? Yeah. Maybe an involuntary thought at first would be, I want to be more like that. I want to be more like that. But what's the first thing I said? I, where is when I'm comparing myself, it always starts with you. You're amazing. You did this. You did that. Whereas when you're inspired, it's different. It goes, I want to be like that. I can be more like that. I can work that hard. I love when Will Smith says, you may be more talented than me, but you will not work harder than me. I love that. Side note. So be wary of whether or not you're comparing yourself to other people or even worse, being taught to compare yourself to other people. <gasps> I wish there was a way. What do I wish? I wish there was a way to ensure that the teachers in our world of any subject, of any age, of any any educator in the entire world were taught the tools to ensure that their students learned by inspiration, not comparison. I wish that more than anything because that would be a game changer a massive game changer. I feel like we have been taught to compare instead of enlightened or, or energized by inspiration. We've been taught to compare instead of energized by inspiration. Maybe that's what it is, but that's the big difference. I haven't been in a, in, in an environment where I feel like on my social media, a lot of comparison, um, what's the word, triggers have been removed, which is great. And I think I'm feeling that for sure. But even more so, I feel like I haven't been in an environment where that has triggered me to compare. I have only been in, in environments where I've been inspired because I've chosen who I'm spending time with. I've chosen who I'm paying attention to. I've chosen what I'm watching. I'm, I've chosen what I'm seeing. And I cannot tell you how much it has made a difference. It is unbelievable. It is so unbelievable that my default thoughts have shifted. So this isn't, this isn't even me this isn't even me, um, you know, reading the right book or doing the right exercise or, or, you know, 
I don't know, um, speaking to the right counselor or anything like that. Not, not that those things aren't, um, beneficial, but it's, it's, that is how powerful who you spend your time with is what you see on your social channels every day, where you go, who you pay attention to, who you listen to, what, what experiences you put yourself in, what you watch, what, like who, who you pay attention to everything. I'm now repeating myself. It is so it's, it's, I'm, I'm here to tell you that it is incredibly, if we didn't already know this before, I am experiencing it firsthand for the first time in so far for me, the most powerful way, how much it makes a difference. Who is in your life? What is in your life? What you're seeing, what you're taking in, what you're hearing, et cetera, where you are, because without even trying And I don't even know if I've spoken about how I feel about the word trying, but maybe that needs to be a podcast, an episode. Um, It's shifted my default setting of thoughts from I can't do that to of course you can do that. Not even you can do it. Not even halfway, you guys. Of course you can do that. So my takeaway for you is I want you to... I want you to go, hmm, I want you to just take a second and I want you to think about what you're looking at every day, who you're paying attention to, who you're listening to, what you're watching, where you're going, who you're calling, who you're texting, who you're around, and just analyze. That's a heavy word. Is it a heavy word? Am I making it a heavy word? Think about if any of those things are triggers for comparison for you. They might not be a a trigger for comparison for somebody else, but they might be a trigger for comparison for you. I've done all of this completely by accident, purely because I will no longer tolerate certain things in my life. I just don't have the energy for it. I don't have the attention. I don't have the patience. I have lost a lot of patience for a lot of things. And I love it. It feels great. Um, so I've done it by accident. But I'm hoping by saying all of these things and and giving these suggestions that you can possibly, um, if you haven't found this already, find this for yourself. Um and see what it does for your inner dialogue and your default setting, because it's been phenomenal, phenomenally um, powerful for me. And so I hope I can, through sharing this experience, pass that on to you. Pay attention. It's like that quote of um, you become, I don't know how I feel about this. This could be another conversation. You become the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. I don't know if you've heard that before. I've heard that a lot. And it definitely has made me think about who I spend my time with, who my board of directors are, who gets to weigh in on my decisions. And, um, but I don't think it stops there. So maybe start to cut away the junk mail and see how that can shift your mindset. Because believe me, it will. Thanks, guys. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Inside Out Theory. 
We are so lucky to have you as a part of our community and very grateful for your support. If you liked today's episode, we encourage you to follow us on iTunes and Spotify, join our online community at Inside Out Theory, and share this episode with a member of your tribe. Remember, we are all stronger together. Thank you for listening to the Inside Out Theory. We encourage you to speak authentically, feel openly, and live inside out.